The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Financial food for thought. We got Mark, Dolly, and Carrie Waddell. And Carrie, so here we go. Um, busy week, and we don't have a stimulus bill. I didn't think we would. Well, I did. Here's Nancy. Get that mask off, Nancy. We can't understand you. So even Leanne, even these correspondents are like, what is going on? Scales down, skinny. What does this smaller bill actually look like? What it did look and like, it's gone now. Of this legislation. It's a three hundred billion dollars. Yeah, it's three hundred billion. Just pass it and move on. Oh, that's so small. Three hundred billion. Ah. They weren't July. even close to the sixty votes. I mean, which there's still money so left over, so isn't it better to pass something? Then, so well, they're saying we'll give the American people nothing instead of something. A week that makes benefit, no sense. It is big on um, Majority Leader McConnell's big priority, which is liability protections for businesses who are operating. Right, in which COVID I think is also, I think that's important. Provides, uh, grants and tax credits for private schools, uh, kids that go to private schools. We need that. Yeah. School, and it provides $100 billion for education and $16 billion for testing. That helps, that's you know, it, get the supplies in for the virus. About this legislation, even though uh, McConnell says they're going to vote on it this week in the Senate, it's not going to get the 60 votes needed to yeah. pass. So she no called it. Anywhere. It yeah. didn't. It didn't get anywhere I, near I, the 60 votes. I don't think so. It's going to be like if it's not all my way. I guess because I don't see our politicians working hard to compromise. It's either my way or no. Until, until it gets to be so bad. Or close to the election, then they're, you know, you know, I think it's a game to them. They don't care. They're not ultimately well, affected. Or I think a lot of them don't care. Well, it's just a way to, it's just to me, it's it's how are they going to win the election? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not about the American people. It's no. about votes or election or playing games. All right. So we don't know. So now we're losing confidence. At least I'm losing confidence that we'll see the next stimulus bill, the fifth bill, by the end of September. Uh, again, you know, a month in, in Capitol Hill is a decade to the rest of us, right? <laughs> I mean, it's still so long before the election. I feel like they work that, less than days than they uh, And we got a little work. hint of that, you know, when I mentioned that on the show last week when Larry Kudlow on his, you know, interview with Bloomberg and John Farrell was saying that, no, the Trump administration, the White House, you know, we're okay if there's no stimulus before the election. We'll be just fine. So if so, the question is: Is it just a chicken game, you know, between the Democrats and Republicans, and throw the White House somewhere in there as right. well? Is just saying, well, 
you know, because they'll each play it, they'll each spin it to their own advantage. Right. You know, so now you'll hear all the Republicans saying, see, the bad Democrats didn't pass the Senate bill. They're not serious. They want you to see they want to see this country fail. They want to see another a W shape. They don't want the Super V. Right. Um, and, you know, you hear Trump keep saying, well, no, the Super V is happening and, and you know, everything's going to be just fine. And wait till next year. It's going to be the greatest year ever. And, you know, we're and, and if you elect me, if you elect that other guy, right. it's the stocks are going to crash and, mm-hmm. you know, the world's going to end. So and of course, the other guy, what is he saying? I don't know, because no one can understand what Joe Biden's saying. Um, but apparently he, he's getting a little bit more out of the basement now. He's going to have to, right, Gary? He's going to have to come out of that basement. Um, and we'll see if he can put some coherent statements together to get, that lays out his you know platform about exactly what he would do or what right. he would want done. Um, uh, anyways, I could go on and on, but, uh, get us started. Karen. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to financial food for thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between nine and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that can affect your financial life and make you aware of there are plenty of choices out there. And that's true if you're working or already in retirement. We're sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. What we are is traditional financial planner numbers crunchers. What we do is financial modeling, objective, unbiased analysis, so people know what they can afford to spend, when they can retire, how to create the income they need as tax efficiently as possible. Although we don't do investments, we look at people's assets in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency. So what growth rate do you need to make your plans last, which means so you don't run out of money? And are you taking on more risk than necessary or not enough risk? Um, Those are things that we do. We either work with our clients existing investment advisor, or in many cases, our client is the investment advisor role, or we can recommend investment advisors that we've worked with around the greater Cleveland area to people. We've been around more than 35 years. Um, We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award multiple years on Angie's list. We do offer a free consultation for anyone, again, who is working and thinking about their future retirement. If you're retired, we help people single, married, second marriages, divorce people, widow. Unfortunately, this year, we've had a few clients that have gone through death of a spouse that have been with us for a long time, and we're there to help and help people with all the steps necessary. Um, and divorces, I don't know, I know we've talked about on the show, or if people read headlines, divorce rates are skyrocketing. Right. You know, and the that's a game down. changer. Rona's winning, Karen. And being people, you know, being too close quarters too long, um, divorce is a huge financial disruptor and you know try people will come in and say okay if this is my spousal support or if i have to pay the spousal support how many more years do i have to work or what do i have to rethink or what kind of house can i afford and trying to navigate the financial aspect of that impact or premature death of a spouse or things that we can help with. You know, life has challenges and lots of things that you have no control over. Um, but there's things you can control and a lot of things when it comes to your financial life. And we help people take the steps necessary um, to protect their long-term financial stability, address these potential disruptors. And then also, what are things they can do today to create future tax-efficient income in retirement? Um, Because you want to minimize taxes at any point, and also you want to stack the odds in your favor if tax rates go up that you have choices. Mark, you talked about the tax wrappers a few weeks ago, and if you want to listen to that, you can... Um, check out our podcast where we spend a lot of time on it's important to understand the tax wrappers, but it's taking control of what you can and can't. We offer a free consultation by phone or in person, whatever you're more comfortable with. If you'd like to take advantage of that consultation, listen to our podcast, sign up for our newsletter. Um, You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239. 239 or visit com. All right. Listen to Mark Daly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And we've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And a lot of those, well, all of the plans, but I mean, over those decades, Carrie, a lot of times on this show, we talk about 
estimated tax payments, right? And I'm bringing that up because mm-hmm. we're coming up to one of those quarterly dates, you know, September 15th. And it's over the years, we found that a lot of new clients coming in to see us and we start working with them, that they really don't have a good understanding about what, you know, the estimated tax planning should be about. And, you know, and, and see, at the state planning team, we don't necessarily think that clients getting big refunds every year is the agenda or mm-hmm. is, you know, um, or the best plan over a long time for the clients. I mean, in other words, if, if you think getting big, big refunds every year is the way to go, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you know, the old, you know, cliche, you know, why are you giving an interest free loan to the government? Right. Um, and, you know, when you get that refund back, you, you don't get any interest. Now, the year of the Rona, we have a little exception, right? Because this year, everything's different because since the returns were delayed or, or extended to July 15th, right? The government in their, in their uh, uh, wisdom or their generosity decided that they will pay interest on refunds because normally right? they'd be issuing those refund checks in April. Um, this year, because they were extended to July, that they are going to be paying uh, interest on your And do you know what? I can attest, I finally got, I filed my return in April. I had a little bit of a refund, and I actually got a little bit of a interest. And it finally showed up in my account this week. There you go. Um, now, so at the state planning team, we would rather actually have our clients owe taxes on April 15th rather than waiting for a refund with, oh, with the somewhat caveat that as long as they don't owe too much, right? Right. Uh, because meaning, meaning that they won't be, uh, assessed any underestimated tax interest and or penalty, right? Um, so if you had, if you have a different opinion, if you're in the camp that says, no, it's much better to get big refunds than to owe money without interest or penalty on April 15th, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause we'll be talking about, but before I get to that, we did have some economic data. So, you know, weekly jobless came. So how is president Trump's V super V shape recovery holding up Carrie? Well, the weekly jobless claims, um, weekly jobless claims came in at eight hundred eighty-four thousand. You know, the street was expecting eight hundred fifty thousand, so a little bit worse than that. Certainly better than the million dollar a week that we had been living with during the summer. Um, you know, continuing claims are still carry at thirteen point four million. Still a lot of people unemployed. Um, that, you know, there's a, that's a big, you know, dip in the economic activity mm-hmm. of this country in terms of, you know, this, uh, spendable income that is, right. that, that's going out to, to people when they're unemployed. Um, that's the, let's see. Um, yeah, non-farm payrolls, uh, dropped about 22 million at, yeah. So, you know, so in the in the height of the Rona care, there was about twenty two million job losses, right? So we've recovered about half of them, which is great. Um, but that's the spin, right? You know, you know, you you'll hear you know President Trump saying, "Oh, this is the greatest job recovery ever," but it was also the worst job loss ever. Right? So the Democrats will be spinning it one way, the Republicans will be spinning another. Just get ready for that, you know, because Labor Day's over, Kerry. The election is you right, know right around full the steam ahead, you know, moving into high gear as we speak. Um, how's Ohio doing? Well, in Ohio, there was about 17,983 new jobless claims, um, continuing jobless claims, about 328,000 in the last 25 weeks, Ohioans have lost 1.68 million jobs. Um, so, you know, we still have, um, and I don't know what's going on with Ohio. So what, what happened with the new health director? You know, Amy Acton bowed out, right? Well, then whoever he nominated, Doctor Joan Dway, backed right. out quickly. Yeah, he like, didn't it all happen the same day? Yeah, he was like, "Nope, change so my he, mind." So he came out in the morning with a press conference uh, announcing her hire, and then later in the day, she said, "No, I'm withdrawing for personal reasons." What's that all about? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know what it's about either. Um, Dewine, maybe he disagreed. Maybe with something. Going I don't think on Governor there. Dewine's having a great virus year either. Um, is, I mean, there's always good in something, but this is kind of a tough year all around. Right. 
So, you know, I don't know if, um, you know, if, if we are going to uh, have a super V-shaped recovery, right? Um, you, you know, the, the question is at home, are you banking on it? You know, what are you doing with your financial plan? So that's one of the things we talk a lot about at the estate planning team and on this radio show is the idea that it's, you know, why don't you run, you know, just for fun, why don't you run an alternative plan that says what happens if we don't have a super V recovery? You know, what happens if we have an extended downturn? You know, what happens if we have a W shaped or what happens if you're not quite on the right upswing of the K shaped recovery that a lot of people think we're going through? Um, you know, and, and say, okay, am I going to be okay? You know, if things are rough for a little bit longer than what we were originally thinking, and that's what we can do with financial modeling. In other words, as opposed to having you sleepless nights at home, and I think there's a lot of people who aren't sleeping well in this virus year. Um, and, and I think, you know, and, and I'm not saying it's all due to financial reasons, but everything involved. Um, you know, job security, uh, health certainly concerns, um, especially if, you know, you've got elder uh, loved ones who are more susceptible, you know, or are in nursing homes. Or maybe or, you're worried about your kid's job or your kid's marriage. Or, or getting your kids back to school. Right. Uh, maybe you're a teacher and are worried about, the, right. you know, how you're going to protect yourself um, with the kids coming back to school. So, so I think there's a lot of sleepless nights going on. But the one thing that we don't want you know, people doing is panicking um, or making knee jerk reactions when they from from a financial decision standpoint, because they just don't know. In other words, they don't know how to project out what an economic downturn could mean for the longevity of their financial plan. And sometimes by having that detailed financial plan and those projections of worst case, you'll know what actionable steps you can take if this happens. And sometimes the things that you're worried about, you don't need to be. So I think as much as it's about saving money or it's giving you clarity that one, I know what I need to do if this happens. And two, then I know what it's going to take for me to be okay. Or if you're worried about it, how many times do people worry and they're very frugal and you know what? They're going to be okay even if there is an economic downturn with a slow growth. They're still going to be okay. There's future spending and the longevity of their plan, and they're never going to run out of money even based on very conservative, realistic numbers. Now, the other thing that may be giving you sleepless nights is the volatility of the stock market mm-hmm. or the uncertainty of the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're worried about your job. We've had a few people that said, hey, I don't know. I thought my industry was safe. I think I'm going to get forced out, buy out. Well, Can yeah. I swing it? Well, I think we've said a couple of times during this Rona year, uh-huh. Carrie, you know, you you're, you think your job is safe, but how safe is your job if your customer's job isn't right. safe? Think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, all right. Uh, so the stock market, it's been volatile, right? You know, and a lot of people are are trying to tie those two things together. They're trying to say, hey, isn't the stock market a good predictor of who's going to win the presidential election? Now, I don't put a lot of faith in that, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, but I think there are some things that says, you know, what are the, uh, you know, reading the tea leaves, you know, is is President Trump? going to win re-election, right? Um, you know, are we going to have that agenda going forward or are we going to have a sweep on the Democrats and perhaps a a Democratic tax agenda being put forward? And a lot of people are concerned about that um, or how the stock market would respond in either case. Um, so, you know, I'm not so I'm not so big on the stock market predictors, um, you know, Here's some of them, carry that are out there. The four-year cycle, you know, the Wall Street is believing, in, you know, markets do best in the third and fourth years. Okay, that's where we are right now. Obviously, the third year of Trump's was a wonderful right. year in the market. But, right? but it's different this time. We have uh-huh. uh, we have um, lots of things that have never happened before. Okay. Um, you know, and actually, in, in now, in, in Trump, it's funny because Trump's second year wasn't good, in, in, you know, years one. Um, and three were um, were very good. Um, we'll see in the fourth one's not done yet. 
Um, a lot, you know, there's also, you know, conventional wisdom out there that says Wall Street favors business-friendly Republicans at the helm, okay? But that may not really be true right. when you look at the numbers. You know, since 1928, annualized total returns for the S&P 500 have averaged 13.3% for the Democrats compared to 7.7% for the Republicans. So I don't know if that one holds any water. Right. It's a myth. You know that you know that Wall Street favors business-friendly Republicans. Um, here's another one that you know some people bank on, and and they're saying you know when the market indexes are up in the three months preceding the election, the incumbent wins eighty-seven percent carry of the time. Hmm. Now that's that's a pretty high correlation, right. right? So how are we doing the three months before the election? August, September, and October, right? Right. August was up. Okay. In our in U.S. markets. How about September? Year to date right now, markets down. <laughs> so we'll see. So, you know, Trump may be up against that one if he if, if if we don't see the the markets. And that's, you know, why a lot of people think the Democrats are stonewalling the stimulus package. Right. Uh, or a lot of people are saying, why aren't the Republicans doing anything to get something? I mean, why aren't the Republicans just going along with the Democrats and saying pass the two trillion? Because there's consequences for yeah, that. Yeah, but if they get it, but they're saying they're, they'll get voted in. Is that, you know, I mean. Well, is that right either? Why don't you do what's right? You know, what is the October surprise going to be? I, I don't know. It seems like with Trump, it's a weekly surprise, right? Yeah, that's I mean, true. what, this week it's Bob Woodard, you know, and his, you know, and then Schumer coming out and say, Trump lied, people died. You know, I mean, come on. Last week, remember, it was Jeffrey Goldberg in the Atlantic article, you know, saying that Trump called all our fallen soldiers, you know, losers. Oh, yeah, and, and, I can't. <laughs> and suckers, you know, um, previous that was is Trump's niece and her tell all book. You know, oh, my goodness. It's the weekly surprise. In right. That's Trump. true. Um, but um, but here's some other things that I think Trump, if he does win reelection, he is going to have to make history. Mm-hmm. OK, so here's a couple, Carrie. Um, so one, you know, a lot of people are upset in the, you know, Trump Clinton because Hillary won the popular vote, Carrie, right? Right. And Trump won the electoral vote. Okay. And a lot of people are saying, see, we got to throw out the electoral college because that's not fair. Because it didn't go in their favor. That's who's saying right. it. But also, it doesn't happen too often. Right. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, now, um, now George Bush did it. Okay. But prior to Bush doing it in 2000, you know when the last time that was done, Carrie? Early 1888. Ni- oh, I was going to say early 1900s. 1888. Okay. It happened three times in the 1800s. Oh, geez. So in history, okay, right. it happened three times in the 1800s. Uh, then Bush did it in 2000, and then Trump did it in 2016. Okay. By the way, no, it's never happened consecutive. Hmm. Okay, so if Trump does win. It's got to be popular And vote. if he wins the electoral and loses the popular vote, right. again, that'll be the first time that's ever happened. And a lot of people say there's no way Donald Trump can win the popular vote. Um, so get ready. You know, you know, that's why. A I lot don't know if it's important to you, make sure you're voting and talking to other people to get out I there mean, and vote. And the law, and you don't need to win the popular vote, but right. a lot of people are upset, you know, and, and if Trump does it tw- twice in a row right. where he wins electoral and loses the popular vote, you'd think the screams for getting rid of electoral vote won't be louder. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, all right. Um, the other one is I went the screams for term limits, and how can we yeah. as people get that done across the board? Carrie, you're not going to hear screams; you're going to hear crickets <laughs> on that one. I know on Capitol Hill. Um, you know. So the other one is what about you know the two back to back two term president wins? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're going on three consecutive: Clinton, Bush, and Obama. Okay. Okay. Um, that doesn't happen too often. As a matter of fact, the last time three consecutive happened, that was in the 1800s as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so if Trump wins this time, it would be the fourth consecutive. Carrie, that's never happened. Okay. Either uh, has a virus that shut down the country uh, like but, this. You know, so there's a, so there. You never know, say never. So those are so, so, you know, again, it's just the idea that. If, um, you, you know, you know, you're yeah, you have one vote, make it count. Um, and but it'll be Trump's got a he's got a he's got a long history mm-hmm. of up up here uh, uphill here that, mm-hmm. if, you know, for him to do it again. Well, look um, at people who laughed at him that he was throwing his hat in the race. Right. So 
But regardless of who's elected, you know, there are things you can do about your financial life. And the estate planning team has been around a very long time. We've been through good and bad times. Chances are we may be able to help you, and we offer a free no-obligation consultation. Um, We only recommend our services if you're someone who can benefit, and planning can benefit estates of many different sizes. We help people working or who are retired and offer a free consultation like our plans are customized so are our fee we have affordable hourly and comprehensive retainer options and we're doing consultations by phone or in person and many people just aren't sure what to do when it comes to their financial life today and what we do is provide that unbiased objective analysis and financial modeling so decisions are made easy and you know what you can do a lot of times you know it's about peace of mind giving you clarity on what you can spend and and sometimes it's when we're lucky and when conditions are right. Um, saving you money in taxes is a huge thing as far as using the opportunities that exist in the complicated tax code. And if you haven't heard, if you're someone who is 50 or 70, 70 and a half or 72, depending on the SECURE Act, which kind of got thrown out, really didn't get talked about more than the first of the year with everything else, right. um, and are subject to minimum required distributions, you have a huge opportunity um, between now and the end of the year that could possibly make a big difference in your case. And we've been doing looking at analysis and Roth conversions and IRA distribution planning for our clients off and on all, all this year, and we typically do that anyway at year-end, but this year with the suspension of minimum required distributions on both personal and inherited, it's a huge thing for, for many people. So don't miss this opportunity. You can have a consultation just about that. You can call 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday morning. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, that's Kara Waddell and I'm Mark Donnelly. Kara, now, not only you know missing an opportunity, but avoiding a mistake mm-hmm. in a year where there are no required minimum distributions, meaning that leads into the topic that I wanted to introduce uh, this week and dealing with estimated tax payments, mm-hmm. because this is, I'm finding this is quite an unusual year from what I'm seeing in estimated tax payment issues. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this a lot uh, over the decades, and it's still, I can't tell you how many new clients coming into us, especially, Gary, if they've recently made the shift from working to retirement, and just that they never really understood how you're supposed to pay taxes in retirement and what are the rules say and you know that maybe they are getting refunds they don't know why they're getting refunds or even worse they're owing every year on April 15th with penalties and interest simply because they don't understand the rules mm-hmm. all right and so they don't know how to fix it and you know even if you're you know and and, and even if you're using a professional we see this happen. Now, right. if you're doing it yourself using one of the robots, you, you know, yeah, that may be even more of a, a situation where you're you're missing the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll, we'll, And frankly, how many people don't even like looking at this issue? Oh, I, I'm, I, how many people just switched the radio station <laughs> or, when no, they heard I'm me talking, talking about, about it? No, it is a huge opportunity. That's why we have our clients are glad that we do this and look at these issues because we save them money. It helps with their cash flow. You know, they don't want to overpay in taxes. Why are you giving that? Or it just helps them sleep better at night. Exactly. Because they're not worrying about it. That's why you don't have to worry about it. That's what our clients let us help with. And we'll coordinate with the CPA. How many clients, Mark, do we have phone calls? You have phone calls with the CPA, and then you tell the client the bottom line. Our clients are always welcome to being on the conversation, whether it's a three-way phone call or in person. Um, But a lot of we have a, a huge group of clients that say, you know what? You work it out. You talk to the CPA, we'll give you permission. Yeah, just give me the executive summary. I just want it exactly. Because I don't want, maybe I'm busy and don't have time, nor I don't need to know the details. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't stress enough coordinated advisors. Now, Carrie, I could talk for the next five hours on mm-hmm. estimated tax payments. Right. And it would be completely you know, boring, I know, but it's not. But it's not. a huge opportunity. It, it, it's, well, it's, it, it's just because it, <laughs> I've been doing this for so long, and we've had, you know, I just know when clients understand it, all the worry just goes away. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why didn't anybody tell me this 
years ago. Right. Because I've been doing it wrong forever. Or I've been missing an opportunity. All right. Um, so t- so this I'll, we'll stay on this subject for a couple of weeks. Um, so today we'll kind of cover some of the basic rules, right? And, and then and next week we'll pick up on some maybe case studies, Carrie, where, mm-hmm. you know, we we implement, you know, how we take the rules and look for those opportunities and try to, you know, make your retirement, you know, life easier when you're not, str- you know, pulling your hair out trying to say, you know, do I have to make a quarterly estimate? Now, we're also saying if you are scheduled or you don't know if you should be making a quarterly estimate on, what, Tuesday, <laughs> um, you still have time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never say never, Gary. Um, now, so, um, so again, generally it, it's, you know, the, the, the kind of the game you, you, you try to say is um, you want to hold on to your money as long as you can. So mm-hmm. it's working for you. Right. Um, but, you know, so you don't want to pay the government too early when you don't have to. But you don't want to, you know, be so delinquent that you're charged underestimated interest and penalties. All right. Um, so, you know, you, to understand that, we talk about the safe harbor rules, right, for estimated taxes. And th- so, again, it's OK to owe money on April 15th. As long as you don't owe too much, right? Mm-hmm. So, how does the government define the too too much? Um, well, it's based on what you know in the tax lingo is called your estimated tax safe harbors, right? Now, if you're doing this at home, you know you want to, you know, this is you can look for you know IRS form 1040 ES. You know, estimated that, and that has all the instructions about how to do this. Um, you know, or if you're working with a professional, you know, and and they haven't brought this subject matter up to you, bring it up to them. You know, you know, we always say to the state planning team, we don't know if we have all the answers, but we know what questions you need to be asking your other advisors, mm-hmm. whether it be the tax preparer, the attorney, right. the insurance agent, or the investment advisor, right? Or your uh, HR department. Exactly. Um, or your custodian. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes you have, you know, sometimes, you know, in other words, you don't have an investment advisor. You may just be doing it yourself, but you don't you still have to work with a custodian who, mm-hmm. you know, for the IRAs and, and the company plans and stuff. And so what you need to be asking them. All right. Um, so there's only a few. You know, it's really basically two safe harbors, Gary. So mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. You've got the previous year safe harbor. And you got the current year safe harbor. Right. All right. So let's do the previous year safe harbor first. Mm-hmm. That's the easy one. Right. So this rule says, hey, as long as you pay in, you know, 100% of your previous year's tax timely, you're covered. Mm-hmm. So even if you end up owing money on April 15th, you won't be charged any under, you know, estimated interest or penalty. And that's easy. You look at your... Usually page two, your federal return, look at total tax. There's right. your number. Not what you paid last April 15th. Not your withhold. Yeah, it's the total it, the, tax. Your actual tax liability. Okay. Um, because you might have only, you know, you, may, you know, it's a difference. You right. Know, it's, it's not the refund. And it's not your withholdings. It's your right. total tax. Your actual tax liability for the previous year. Now, there is one caveat to the 100% rule for a previous year. That's if in the previous year, this is for federal taxes, um, you know, Ohio just has the 100% rule, but for federal, um, if in the previous year your adjusted gross income is greater than $150,000, then you need to have to pay in timely 110% mm-hmm. of your previous year. So you have to kick in that extra 10%. All right. Um, now, that's the previous year safe harbor. Then we have the current year safe harbor. And the current year safe harbor says, hey, um, you, 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 you just have to pay in what you think you're going to owe. Right. Um, in other words, you don't have to base it on the previous year. You can just pay in what you think you're actually going to owe this year. All right. Um, and as long as you've got that in and timely, okay, you won't, you know, and it covers your actual liability, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little bit harder to do, Carrie, right? Because now you have to guesstimate what every single line on your tax return is going to be this year. A little bit trickier. Yeah, as opposed to knowing uh, the previous year is a no number, no guesswork involved. You can't make a mistake about that. The previous year is the previous year. Mm -hmm. The current year, well, 
What happens if interest and dividends or capital gains come a little bit higher? What happens if my income is a little bit higher or lower? What happens, you know, all these variables that could affect your estimate. How good is your estimate, right? Now the government understands that, right? So you don't have to hit it exactly. They give you a 10% buffer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the end rule is as long as you got at least 90% of your actual tax liability paid in timely, you're covered under the current year safe harbor. So even if you owe on April 15th because you didn't hit it exactly, you know, you still don't have an underestimated interest or penalty. Okay, Um, now there's a there's an offshoot to the current year safe harbor carry. And this is sometimes getting into the weeds, right? And and the problem is, you know, a lot of people say, well, Mark, here's the problem. I, you know, I I was in good faith. I, I was following the current year safe harbor and I was having, you know, I was making quarterly estimates timely, you know, on April 15th and June 15th. And now we got the third one, September 15th. But boom, Carrie, I got a surprise in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It happens. Maybe market did what capital gain. Maybe you won the lottery. Yeah. But that doesn't happen too often, right? Okay. No. Um, but yeah, you could have capital gains. Maybe you have a windfall. You had a new job or Maybe something. Maybe you forgot to do your minimum required distribution. We've had that happen too. Didn't count on that. Um, you know, maybe we've had, you know, maybe the mutual funds kicked out a, a capital distribution. You didn't sell your shares, but you participated in their capital distribution. That's never, you know, you know uh, messed up a client's current year safe harbor, has it, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Um, how about, yeah, we've had clients where they've had, a, they own stock in a company that had a mandatory, you know, dissolution where they had to sell their shares back mm-hmm. and, and incur a big capital gain. It, no fall of their own. All right. What if you got a bonus that you weren't expecting? Yep. Kind of a nice um, problem. So, you know, you could say, so now I can't, you know, I can't get caught up. I mean, there's no way I'm, I'm not, I'm going to miss the 90%. Because maybe, you know, if it's a capital gain distribution, you can't do withholding on that. You know, okay, we'll talk about that. But, you know, so, yeah, so there's a, there's an obscure rule called the annualization method. Okay. Um, and this is where you actually would go through and and it's you know it's federal form 2210 which is you know part of the underestimated mm-hmm. tax penalty that's form 2210 and on there part of that is the annualization method where you analyze your income throughout the year you know how much income was earned in the first quarter second quarter third quarter and fourth quarter and our example this big income windfall happened in the fourth quarter so they say you can get caught up on your fourth quarter estimate because when you annualize it all you are still paid quarterly right. timely okay so um, those are something, you know, so now, so what is considered timely? Well, this is an interesting thing, Carrie, because this is what we realize that a lot of people don't understand. And, you know, it's, 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 it's the fear of the unknown, Carrie, or, mm-hmm. or, or it's missing the opportunity because, you, you know, the people says, well, why didn't anybody ever tell me that? Um, you know, and, and so, you know, because there's a couple of different ways you can pay your taxes to the government, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. One is by withholding. Right. And a second one is by making quarterly estimates. Okay. And you could be, obviously, you could be doing right. a combination of both. Mm-hmm. All right. So what does timely mean? Because I keep saying your taxes have to be paid in timely. Okay. Well, here's the thing about withholding. All right. So as long as the taxes are withheld by December 31st, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. The government treats it as coming in timely or evenly throughout the whole year. So it doesn't matter if you do it December 15th. It's treated as timely. Right. Um, Now, you know, that's more of a loophole than I think a design. Right. Because when you think about it, you know, just think about it in reality. You know, when 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 your company sends the W-2 to the uh, federal government or if it's a 1099-R for your pension or whatever um, or uh, IRA distributions, you may be taking multiple IRA distributions during the year. Um, sometimes you do a withholding election. Sometimes you don't. At the end of the year, only one 1099-R goes to the government. Says this right. is the year, you know, this is all the distributions that happened during the year. And this was all the withholding that happened during the year. Right. The only time they track it is the estimated payments. Well, as we'll far get to time. that. Okay. Yeah. So so withholding basically by a, almost a loophole is that it as long as it's withheld by December 31st, the government kinds of treats it, it coming in evenly throughout the whole year. 
Well, that's how sometimes you have people bump up their withholdings, which we've talked to and talked to their, um, maybe they'll bump up their pension or W-2 withholdings because they're coming up short. You can do that in the last three months of the year. Right. You can do that anytime to make adjustments. Right. And, and so, you know, and, and, or, you know, we have other clients too that, you know, they know that um, if they, you know, they know that they have to have a certain amount of withholding. Let's say they're planning on paying their previous year safe harbor all through withholding. And part of that is they know they have a required minimum distribution. Now, remember, this year it's different right? because RMDs are suspended. And that's the problem I'm going to try to get to. Um, but the idea is, you know, they just make, you know, they, they just take out the IRA distributions for their spending during the year and they're leaving enough in their back pocket. So then when it gets to the end of the year, they just do a final distribution for the amount they need for withholding and then sending that to the government and it's still treated as coming evenly. Another idea of holding on to your money as long right. as you can. So it's earning for you. Right. Um, now, um, another way too is sometimes if, you know, remember we we're talking about if you are one of those who gets big refunds every year. Mm-hmm. Well, you could also, instead of electing to have the refund, you could elect a credit carry for it. Right. Okay. And so obviously that is money that the government will treat as coming in evenly or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, right, right at the start. All right. Um, now, the other one, as you mentioned, is if you're not doing it through withholding, you make quarterly estimates. Okay. Now these carry course are timed. Okay. As a matter of fact, it's very easy for the government to keep track of these right. because you're sending them a coupon that's dated, a check that's dated, and an envelope that's dated. Right. Not too hard for them to keep track of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're doing electronically. Right. Which is very easy to keep date of which when I think the money that's came actually in. easier for some people. Okay. Um now, um, now, what are the four timely quarterly estimated tax due dates? Well, no, in a normal year, it's April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. Of course, in the year of the Rona, nothing's normal. So because, you know, this year the uh, tax returns were extended to July for 15th, the first two quarterly estimates were also extended mm-hmm. July 15th. Um, so throw this year out, Carrie, you know, yeah. you know, but um, now. Um, all right. Now, another tip, though, too, if you are making quarterly estimates, we definitely recommend that you keep a copy of the coupon and your check that you're sending into the government, whether it be federal or Ohio. Right. Um, because that could come back and save you a lot of um, hair pulling later on. Mm-hmm. You know, when you sit down and reconcile and, fi- and file your tax return. Um, so we always recommend, you know, keep now if you really want to keep good records, you know, and you're postmarking it, um, you know, then, you know, you want to keep maybe a copy that you postmarked it timely. Well, that's why sometimes the electronic federal payment system for some people that don't want to have to worry about all these copies is much easier to do that. Right. There's no check writing, no stamp. No worrying about where to send it. Right. So, you know, um, now, um, so one of the things that I'm finding a problem with the 2020 year is that, you know, depending on whether you're trying to follow a previous year safe harbor or current year safe harbor, all right, um, what the software is telling you to do might not be what's really happening. All right. Because if, you know, the, 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 the software basically um, is going to default and put you on the previous year method, because if it, if you're doing your return in, let's say April and the robot doesn't know any difference, it doesn't know what you're really planning for the current year. So it's just going to default and put you on the previous year safe Harbor. Um, and say, you know, pay in either the 100% or the 110%. And it's also probably just going to assume that whatever withholding you had done last year is going to be the same amount of withholding that's going to be done this year. Mm -hmm. The robot doesn't know anything different unless you tell it it's different. So what we're finding is that a lot of people who, you know, 
who aren't going to do, you know, required minimum distributions this year when they did required minimum distributions last year and had withholding on those required minimum distributions are this year not going to have that withholding in the tank. Mm -hmm. Now you can say, Mark, won't they still be okay? Because if they don't have to do the required minimums, then they don't need that withholding. Well, one, it depends on how big their minimum required distribution is and how much they withhold. Some people, we have clients that do 100% of their IR, their required minimum and withholdings at the end of the year. So, well, you know, it really depends what other things are hitting your tax return. Right. And, you know, and so you could say, well, you may be okay, right? Um, you know, or you may not be okay, um, depending on... You know, like you're saying, you, you know, what, um, what, you know, what is going on with the rest? This is why you can't ask your neighbor right? because they might have the same circumstances. Um, because we've had some situations, Carrie, where, yeah, the, the client may have a lot of taxable income through capital gains and dividends and interest, things that you don't do withholding on, right? So what they were doing is, they were like you're saying they were they were heavily weighing the RMD withholding, not so much not only to cover the 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 withholding on the required minimum distributions, but even more to cover the the taxable income that was had no withholding. Right. Okay, like the capital gains, or maybe they're not taxing their they're not doing withholding on their Social Security income, or maybe their pension isn't withholding income, you know, withholding taxes. So they were they were covering all their tax liability. On the required minimum. So in a year where, yeah, you might not have the required minimum, but if a, if a big proportion of that was going to withholding, you still have all the other income, you know, your capital gains, interest and dividends and pension and Social Security. And if you have no withholding gun, guess what? You're going to be short, even mm-hmm. on a current year safe harbor. Correct. All right. So these are the situations where we say, okay, are you going to be okay? You know, we're, we're now getting to the September 15th. So in other words, if, if you're behind, you still have time to adjust the third quarter estimate or what it could go the other way. It, 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 what happens if you, you, you thought, you know, you were on the previous, you should be following the previous year's safe Arbor, but now we're in mid September and you're realizing I'm not going to have that kind of income last year because I lost my job or I, you know, I, or I retired or I didn't have big capital gains or whatever, or I'm not going to do the required minimum. I was scheduled to make a big third quarter estimate. Maybe I don't have to. Right. So I'm just not waiting around for a refund on April 15th. All right. So, Carrie, a lot of issues come up and people, you know, just aren't thinking about it because we're very active planners at the estate planning team. And we, again, we think that if you stay active, you can find those opportunities that may either save you money from not making a mistake or fi- find you <laughs> new money by seizing on an opportunity. And in, in next week, I'll pick up on a little bit more of these, uh, even maybe giving some case studies about how just making, just learning, getting an, a, a working knowledge of how you should be paying your estimated taxes could save you dollars in, in, in retirement as well as give you some peace of mind. All right. And for that for help with that issue, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation or any other issues at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And yesterday was 9-11, remembrance and a memorial and anniversary. I don't even want to call it an anniversary. Is well, it's an anniversary. Right. It's not the celebration. No. No, and you know what? I, w- I was hearing on the radio on Friday that they were talking about how unified this country was. You know, united we stand, divided we fall, comparing it to now, that people were helping each other. I mean, um, people cared. People were patriotic. Everybody threw flag. Nobody cared who you are. Communities were how You said churches were full. We were talking Yeah, earlier. and you look at the difference between the 9-11 mm-hmm. and the Rona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after 9-11, the fires were quickly extinguished. Right. There's fires burning all over the country right. today. But I'm saying people... And, and the they, churches. Right. The churches were packed. Mm-hmm. Standing room only after 9-11. But people, today, the churches are empty. People were helping each other with all kinds of things and community and grief. And there was outreach and 
people just doing very charitable things and saying, hey, I'm going to help a neighbor. I don't care what race you are, religion or anything else. We're just going to come together. And people were signing up. I remember my neighbor who was, uh, um, he was in the Army. He signed up again. He renewed, ended up being a pilot. Um, he had done that before, but he reenlisted. Like he felt motivated to do something more. And you had, you know, unprecedented people joining the military and being proud of this country. Our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. I, I remember the, like, this as was yesterday. I do too. Terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices. And maybe we didn't know in the first 24 hours that it was going to change all our lives forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But we certainly know that now. And I think that prepared us for the Rona because now we all know the Rona will change our lives forever. It'll never be the same. Right. But I think the difference between then and now, people are more united than after 9-11. Absolutely. Nobody's. I don't know if the country's ever been more divided right now. Which is sad. It was a beautiful thing when people were saying, hey, I'm here to help my neighbor. We're all sad. So we do want, well, we'll never forget it. You know, it's one of those points you'll never forget where you were. Oh, yeah. We were in the office that morning. uh, Yeah. And I remember it was a TV, wasn't the TV in your office? I have a TV monitor because I was always watching the stock reports. So it's on the business channel. I remember I just looked over my shoulder. And it was a that I'll never forget that beautiful blue sky with right. the tower it was a with day. the smoke coming out. And we went, what? And when we were all like in disbelief. And then I was watching the screen when the second plane hit. Right. Now, the we have to keep reminding you know the, the I'm responsible for three millennials and a Z generation. Right. Now my kids remember barely. Mm-hmm. So the millennials are going to, most of the millennials will remember the idea of it. Right. The Z generation probably won't. Right. The older one, my daughter is the, the oldest right. Z generation. She's She would have been four years old. Right. She says she remembers. I don't know. I mean, right. she may just, I don't, she because says. I would like the stories because my kids, well, one was a three at daycare and my younger two don't, weren't even born, but we've certainly talked about it and they've seen the videos right. and movies and because yeah. like that was a powerful moment in history that right so and, and again you know it, so we have to remember um and maybe for, learn trying to bring yeah. people together because, and if we could remember that unity mm-hmm. and the that, pride in our country yeah, i mean that's where i hope we can get to mm-hmm. with this rona right but from what I'm seeing right now, mm, the Rona's winning. We're far from that, right? Yeah. Um, it's sad. And I don't know, but I think it has to start with the government. You know, they, if they're not showing any unity. Exactly. And and I think, you know, and, and you know, it's going to be a referendum, mm-hmm. this election. So I don't know if it's the most important election ever. I don't know. Um, it's a, well. It's up there. It's up there. But anyways, we're out of time, Carrie. Let's All get right. Us out of here. Call the estate planning team for a free, no obligation consultation by phone or in person at four four zero two three nine twenty ninety, or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com and check out our podcast. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.